0: My friend, welcome back to the She Built This Podcast. I am so excited for today's conversation, and I'm also so excited to chat with you again. Um, before I get into it all, I just wanted to express a little gratitude and say thank you so much for being here. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. I'm able to see all the behind the scenes, like the stats of this podcast, as you probably know. And it just makes me really, really happy that you stick around and listen. And I love being able to continue using She Built This, the podcast, as a collaboration tool, a tool to help uh, lift up other women entrepreneurs, and of course, uh, feed my own curiosity and stretch my Curiosity muscles. Um, And it would be entirely selfish of me to hog all these great uh, upcoming conversations to myself. So I just wanted to thank you for being here and get excited about what is to come. Um, If you missed the announcement back in January, you may have wondered last month if I was still going with the show since you didn't see any more episodes after my guest, Kristen Messagey, talking about trust in business. Well, the announcement in January wasn't anything fancy, um, just simply that I am releasing a new podcast actually only once a month now on She Built This, which means that the real estate is piping hot. But it also means that the conversations are gonna be really good ones and ones that I'm really, really excited for and I have a lot of energy for and curiosity around, and today is no exception. Um, I can't wait to bring this conversation to you. We're gonna talk about one of my personal favorite things. Okay, it's probably actually my actual favorite thing in all of the world. Um, it is love. Specifically, we're going to talk about love languages, and this is the twist. We're going to talk about how you can use them to simplify your choices, to simplify your choices in your relationships, as well as in your business, as well as with yourself. Because my guest, Lisa Zavrani, is going to show us how you can use the love languages to save yourself a lot of time, energy, and mental gymnastics. And that comes down to being aware of your own love language and also that of those around you. So she's, we're also going to talk through about how to use this in collaborations and working with clients and just overall in your business in, an, in a way that helps other people to feel seen and heard. Now, if you know me, you already know that I put all the resources in the show notes. So be sure to check those out because you're going to find everything you need to know about Lisa Zarotny, my guest, me, Emily Aborn, your humble hostess. And something I really want you to check out if you're into this topic and you like where we went, uh, something I really want you to check out is the content with character podcast episode I just did on love languages in marketing and content. I brought in each of the five love languages and showed you how you can apply them to even your marketing, even your marketing lingo. Um, And content with character, for those who are unawares, is my other podcast, where instead of having conversations with folks like Lisa to bring out their brilliance and expertise, I actually get to share some of my expertise, thoughts, and ideas with you on content, copywriting, marketing, and visibility. So if you're here listening and loving this podcast, there is a solid chance you're going to want to jump over there and listen and love that one too. As I said, all the resources and links, including the link to that show are going to be in the show notes. When in doubt, no, Emily's always got your back with the show notes. Um, Okie dokie. I, I do love you, and I, I'm grateful for you being here, and I think that we've probably had enough quality one-to-one time together right now, don't you? Um, so let's get into showering my guest, Lisa Zerotny, with some love, with her own words of affirmation, and then we're going to bring her in to have a conversation with us, shall we? So Lisa Zerotny, you may have heard her before on this show. She has been a guest several times. She is the founder of Positively Productive Systems, host of the Positively Living Podcast, and a productivity and accountability coach certified in positive psychology and stress management. Lisa helps multi-passionate entrepreneurs prioritize what matters most and customize productivity so they can achieve more. And here's the beauty by doing less. Um, When Lisa's not working with clients or podcasting, you can find her playing music, watching movies with her husband and kiddos, drinking iced coffee and reading, or trapped underneath a cat. Without further ado, I hope that you love Lisa as much as I do. Lisa Zerotny, welcome back to the She Built This podcast. Long time, no see.
1: Hi, Emily. I am like smiling, like grinning ear to ear. I'm so happy to be back and chatting with you. It's always a good time. And this is a fun topic today.
0: Oh, my gosh, we're gonna have so much fun. Um, so I am very familiar with your work and what you do. But for those who are unaware, can you please tell us who you are, what you do and also uh, about your podcast?
1: I would be delighted. Thank you so much for asking. So hi, I'm Lisa Zerotny. I'm a productivity strategist and accountability coach, the founder of Positively Productive Systems, and the host of the Positively Living Podcast. I help multitasking creatives and caregivers reduce their overwhelm and boost their productivity. But here's the key, without the burnout and without sacrificing what they love, I feel like we're always sacrificing what really matters to us for the sake of productivity and i'm out to change that uh, on a personal note i uh you know I, I do love to constantly share about simplifying and stressing less and and all the goodness but I also need breaks and when that happens I am hanging out with my husband and my kiddos acting like a rock star in our family band or watching movies with them and when I need a break from everything I will be somewhere with probably an iced coffee a good book and very likely trapped under a cat so that's the <laughs> that's me in a nutshell and the positively living podcast is really sharing all of that, everything that you just heard uh, about how we can live better, doing what we love, right? And uh, yeah, doing less, living more, and breathing easier.
0: Okay, I have to know, As at the time that we're recording this, it's about uh, 11 degrees, that's Fahrenheit, here in New Hampshire. Would you be drinking an iced coffee in these temperatures?
1: That is a fine question, I'm so glad you asked. I have been known to be hardcore enough to drink an iced coffee, so that's usually my default. However, this morning... Admittedly, I am drinking a hot coffee. I think the coffee part's probably the most important.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Emphasis on coffee. <laughs> I don't yep. care about the temperature. Um, all right, when I just this is just a podcast to podcaster question. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important for people listening that maybe are considering starting a podcast or maybe they're starting to feel like they're sick of doing their podcast, <laughs> um or they want to be a guest on more podcasts, so as a podcaster, what do you think is one of the biggest gifts that you can kind of reflect on your podcast having brought into your life
1: oh my gosh you know we always laugh about this because you know me and you know that i'm a multi-passionate and it's so difficult when it's like pick your favorite what's the biggest (laughs) gift but this is the one question where I knew the answer deeply the minute you asked it, which is the people, the people that I have connected with. You are one fabulous example. There are so many more. Um, I got to give a shout out to Alicia Galati, and she and her team make my podcast what it is. They've done so much to help me. The people who've been on my podcast, you know, special guests, you know how important that is. And then of course, the listeners. So when I think about how much my podcast has given to me? I feel like I'm a, a better writer. That I'm more clear on what I do. I'm reaching more people with my message. None of that would happen without the people. So that's yeah. It, it's, I love the whole that. thing's been a gift, right? Yeah. I always
0: say I've met some of my best friends podcasting and it really is true. So, yeah. um, and one of the things I really love about your podcast is you don't just stick to like kind of um, productivity through like, here's your personality type, here's your productivity type, right? You bring in a lot of different modes, You know, I'm a sucker for like learning about personalities and learning about who mm-hmm. we are as people. And I love that you bring in different frameworks to kind of see ourselves in different ways. So some of the ones that have like, caught my ear on your show recently are the disc profile. Um, I thought that was a really interesting one. You actually did uh, four styles of, you'll have to refresh my memory if I forget, four styles of organization. Um, which I thought was really, really interesting. And then you bring in four tendencies and of course the love languages, which you also did one on recently. And I'll make sure there's a link to that one in the show notes because you talked about love languages through a productivity and efficiency lens or sorry, sorry, sorry. Through a self care lens. And now we kind of want to take that conversation and put it through that productivity and that efficiency lens. And people might be listening, be like, that sounds very harsh. Like, why are we using love to be more productive? But I love the way that you uh, phrase it. So, can you kind of explain, like, what does love languages have to do with being more efficient in our lives?
1: My gosh, that's like my favorite thing ever to be like, hey, you think this one thing has nothing to do with the other and it so does everything that happens in our lives you know impacts how we show up and what we do and you know when you were talking about like the love languages in the context of productivity no wait, it was self-care no wait, i consider that all one and the same because self-care and and how it's yeah it's how we care for ourselves it can also be how others care for us which is what we'll dig into all of that impacts our energy and you know i mean we're in cold weather right now this is impacting my energy majorly i'm having to work harder to show up and to focus and to you know just be present because I'm shivering and I'm cold and all I want to do is hibernate. And that's like one example of seasonal energy and how it can impact us. So imagine, if you will, how we live and love and how much that can impact us. So I thought it was really interesting that the love languages uh, and understanding ourselves, self-awareness is huge. How fascinating could that be if we looked at it through the lens of you know how efficient we are there are so many connections to it I think as we talk we'll dig into them but I I guess overarching I would say that it's understanding how we love and how we are loved or want to be loved can really help us in terms of choosing the right things to do for others Mm. or asking what others will do for us to make sure that it locks in. I can think of nothing more efficient than having that clarity when it comes to asking and being asked.
0: Oh, This is gonna be fun. Okay, I love love, by the way, (laughs) like it's my favorite. I love that you love love. (laughs) Can you please walk us through the five languages? Also, I could not find a definite answer on this. Did they add a sixth one? And if there's a sixth one, feel free to toss that our way too.
1: Okay. So let's be clear that this was a construct, you know, just like the four tendencies by Gretchen Rubin, the five love languages, you know, was created. Uh, this was experiential from a marriage counselor and we're not saying that this is like the end all be all this is know, doesn't have like scientific studies behind it necessarily but i think there's enough anecdotal evidence um that we can use it as a jumping off point so in terms of official no when you go to the official site the, you search the five love languages uh and you can you know take the quizzes there and uh you can learn more about each love language i don't Um, there's no evidence that, that there's been a sixth. I think when we all talk about it, it's just like when you have fan fiction, somebody somewhere must've been like, yeah, my sixth love language is coffee.
0: Yeah, exactly. um,
1: Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, could you come up with something else where you're like, you know, I feel like that could be a love language. Absolutely. But these are the five based on this particular construct and they're wonderful for, as I said, a jumping off point to consider you know, what you need and what others need and how to match that up. And the five are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch.
0: I definitely want us to get into kind of like defining them. But I think we'll do that hand in hand with how we can also use them a little bit. So let's start with what you think yours is, and I'll share what I think mine is.
1: So one of the things that uh, is suggested is that you may have multiple for sure. And sometimes I feel like kids have like all of the love languages. And sometimes
0: that's as you
1: progress in your life. But I would definitely say that. Acts of service and words of affirmation are my big ones.
0: Wow. I don't think I knew acts of service for you. I was I knew words of affirmation. Um I think mine are all. <laughs> 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 but yeah. uh definitely, oh golly, quality time is like my top. That's my top you can't even give me a word of affirmation if we haven't had the quality time that i'm gonna like accept you know what i mean so if you just are blowing smoke up my butt for a word of affirmation i'm a no i'm a hard no on that it's got to be quality (laughs) time to get to the word of affirmation
1: (laughs) oh i like that and i think for me acts of service really came about and kind of like took over because i was a caregiver a mom I was constantly pouring out and I need to be able to rely on people. And when someone takes something off my plate, I'm just, I'm so grateful for it. And I really, I feel, I feel loved that way when it's like, this is something you don't have to worry about. This is something I took care of. Uh, Yeah, there's something
0: about that.
1: Um, And that was definitely a shift over time for me.
0: And so just to clarify for the listener, this is really how you like to receive love. It may or may not be the same of how you actually tend to give love, you know, like you might give it in a little bit of a different way. Probably you're going to tend towards how you receive it, I would guess. Uh, (laughs) But correct me if I'm wrong. No, I I, and I think that's
1: so important that you bring this up. So let's clarify when we say the love languages that it is in fact, you know, understanding how you not just how you receive love, but how you are acknowledging that love is being given to you. Mm. It, it's sort of like if um, someone was waving at you, but you can't see them, you know, um, and they're making all this effort to wave and they're like, I said, hi, I'm like, well, I didn't see you, you know, it's like, it's how you receive the love. But to your point, when we give love, and again, this is love, that it's not just romantic love, it is friendship love, it is collaborator and, and work love, it's it's the connection Uh, with others. We will default until we learn to the language that we know best. Just Mm -hmm. like when you're thinking of linguistics, you know, you would default to your own language because that's what you know. But then when you realize someone speaks a different language, you will do what you can to translate differently. So yeah, I do think that... uh, we start with with what we know and what makes sense to us our own bias our own perspective but then as we learn and that's part of this conversation now you can start looking around and going hmm okay what was my love language oh and is that how i'm showing others love is it being received now if you happen to match love languages you're golden and you may notice that in a relationship and then if something feels off you may be like Oh, I mean, you know, case in point with my husband, physical touch and quality time are going to be his hugely. So uh, if words of affirmation, I could tell him he's doing a good job, but he may not feel it the same as me sitting on the couch and just watching a show with him. I can still, of course, praise him and, and you know, thank him for things or whatever. But But what's really going to register with him is different. And I've had to learn that.
0: And I think this is where the efficiency piece comes in, because to your point of the waving, you know, if I'm standing there waving my arm. (laughs) <laughs> like, hello, I'm saying hello, all this effort, right? I'm making all this effort. I'm exhausting myself. Or if you try to speak to your husband through just constantly praising him and giving him words of affirmation, and he's like, literally, it's just not even r- resonating. Mm-hmm. Um, It's a it's a burn up of our energy. And we're kind of like running ourselves in circles, right? For something yeah. that the other person can almost not even feel. <laughs> so let's talk about the efficiency piece of it and like how to really, first of all, I am curious, like how do we start to understand what other people's are? So what might be some cues that we can look at in the relationships in our lives and start to learn what other people's are without making them take a quiz. Right. Yep. And then how can we use what their, what we gauge their love language to be, to be a little bit more efficient in the way that we're giving love. So we're not burning ourselves out in the process
1: yeah it's a great question and I think that uh, you've already given us the answer by asking me the question about like well how do we show love uh watching and listening you know paying attention uh that's the self-awareness and other awareness because the more you're aware of yourself the more you can start to be aware of others and um you know you can you can do this today where you're like okay These people in my life, how are they showing love? And again, replace the word love with how are they showing me attention or are they showing me respect or are they showing me information? Uh, You can see this in clients, you can see it in, you know, uh, romantic relationships and, and everything across the board. How are they showing up for me? I can see, you know, like the way people treat me or what they do i you can especially see it in something like gift giving right because it's objects if you have someone who's always handing you something or sending you something you're like hmm okay oh yeah they may they may be a gift giver. And then you can start asking questions as opposed to having them take the quiz, which by the way, some people are game for that. I'm literally like, what kind of potato chip am I? Okay, I'll take it. I know you are a quiz lover. So sometimes you can. But yeah, asking them, like, how do you feel when people give you gifts? And, and sometimes people be like, "Ah, that doesn't matter. I don't need the stuff. I just rather spend time together. Oh, you're a quality time person or, you know, or you have the people who you're like, well, they're definitely not huggers, so they're probably
0: not physical touch. <laughs> I have you'll a see- friend who's coming to a yoga class with me next week, and she's like, "Tell the woman I don't want her to touch me." <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: So she's for sure not uh, a physical touch as a love language, exactly. So, and you can kind of see when when people are trying to do something special, if you know, a special occasion or whatever, you you'll see those clues. Because so often how people show up is also, you know, what they would want. So that's a great way to start. And sometimes asking asking questions or just watching, uh, you know, or how they show others, you know, like maybe if you don't have the relationship with them where you're going to see that love exchange, so to speak, you may see it with their family or someone else close to them and you'll get clues that way.
0: I want to give a client example just to help people kind of think about some of this. I'm going to use a quality time one. Um, And we talk about this a lot also with podcast guests. So when somebody pitches you to be on there on your podcast and you can tell that they have not even taken two seconds to learn about your show, listen to your show, you know, figure out if you even have guests on your show, Mm -hmm. um, That really, really shows. And I find that on the client side too. Like when a client is either slow to pay their invoices or they're not, they, you know, it's impossible to like sit down and get them in like the actual call with me, that really starts to get under my skin. I think when you said the word respect, I was thinking, oh yeah, I also get respect by, with the quality time. So I really think that that's another way to like, look at other clues in your life, right? Like what other little things in your clients, in the way that people try to maybe sell you something, like what are the other little things that are either yeses or noes, for you and, and also maybe for them. And that will give you some indications as well. So I love that. I love also just being like, Hey, take this quiz. Cause I need to know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, uh, you know. I was thinking about um, words of affirmation. How that is important to me, but to your point, it needs to be uh, genuine and um, and it needs to be in the right context. And I've had people pitch me, and to me, words of affirmation is not like "I love your show" positively something or other. What? <laughs> like yeah. thanks. That really sounds like no. It's like I love your show positively living, and here's why. And you just offered words of affirmation at the very beginning of this show and they were uh, genuine and they were specific and they were meaningful. Not only because I know you now, but also because of how you offered them. So I received them far more. Uh, An example for moms uh, too and this is right from my life is learning about my kids and what really matters to them and it's interesting too as you think about these different things like words of affirmation or gifts or or you know acts of service they don't have to be big things a gift can be uh for my child i bought you a candy bar right
0: or when you make popcorn for your kids when they've had a hard day at school. That was the next thing I was going
1: to oh. say. Yes, exactly. And understanding that, so that's quality time, right? And so not so much, I mean, I will offer the hugs, but my youngest especially is not like, that's not what I want from you, but I want you to be there with me. And I would like to receive something that tells me that you care. It's a gift and yes, popcorn, my popcorn's really good. So (laughs) I would consider it a gift, but uh, yeah, it's like, those are the things that really matter. I noticed this with birthday parties too. And this is a classic case, you know, I've been in mom groups where it's like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? And how are we gonna design this? And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're putting a lot of energy into so much, but what really matters. And we were able to, you know, Streamline it to the point where it's like, okay, here's what matters: homemade cupcakes with my frosting that they love, and um, maybe a balloon, but even that's optional. And time together, and some special gifts that that say, "Oh, I I see you, I appreciate you, I love you." And we've been able to make like celebrating birthdays, for example, so simple because there's so much that they simply don't care about. And yeah. that goes back to that right productivity, that wasted energy.
0: Yeah, I really think it's helpful to learn about the people in our lives to save ourselves, yes. <laughs> the rigmarole and the headache. Um, I love the example of just putting all your effort into all these little details that don't even matter, like and getting to the heart of what matters. So I'd love to work through Maybe just a couple other examples. Maybe you can think of some specific to our clients and how we can use them in a, in a client setting to be more efficient as service providers or um, I don't know what's the other thing besides service provider. Because
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, listen, customer service, when Retail. you sell products, okay, right? Retail, things like that, right? Any of these things. So let's uh, think for a moment about like each of these uh love languages and kind of expand into what they might mean more than you think okay so words of affirmation you know words build you up you you thrive on on essentially spoken affection and encouragement compliments but also too harsh words and criticism can mm. stick with you right so it's the the converse so if it's your love language to hear the good things then the things that are are harsh can like stick with you so if you know that you have a client with words of affirmation you may want to be gentler when you say okay i'm not sure this is i love where you're going with this but uh this you may have problems here and here not th- that's not going to work right you want to ease into uh, you know your language with them uh, and then for acts of service okay this is where someone is willingly easing your workload and that's great for service providers because you're already doing that uh, but here's the key so they feel cared for they feel served and and they feel loved right when you do these things but broken promises right Mm. or when you don't show up when you say you will and even even if it there's a legitimate reason um that can have the converse uh you know effect right it's like suddenly they can feel that even more deeply when you don't show up
0: and i think making when you actually make something harder for somebody you know by going in there and mucking it up (laughs) I feel that deeply. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's a real thing as a service provider and also as a client, you know? So yeah, that's, that's, I love that you're doing the converse, by the way. This is amazing. Yeah. I, I just
1: feel like it's so important that we understand not only, you know, what what feels good to us, but then well then what if we don't get that, right? So all right. So when receiving gifts matters, okay, it I think really it's the thoughtfulness that surrounds it. It's not necessarily that you're like, you know, <laughs> I, I'm just thinking about like the Madonna song, you know, material girl here. Uh it's it. Has to do with, oh, you thought of me, you know what I like, right? Yeah. So then if it's generic or not at all, um, that's going to feel like a cut. And I can remember, even though this may not be one of my higher love languages, I can remember in one in particular, I'm not even going to call him out, it was an ex of mine who gave me this generic gift. And it was like, that was almost worse. Than if you had not given me something or said, hey, the gift is going to be us hanging out and, and you know, singing and driving in the car and, you know, getting some ice cream or something like that. Like, because knowing me, I make it very easy for people. That's part of what I do and who I am. And so it really hurt me because it meant almost like he had to make the effort not (laughs) <laughs> to mm-hmm. to care about what I was about, or look for that, so again, you know, this is not necessarily when it's the love language is receiving gifts about being materialistic, but about someone being thoughtful and and connecting with you and understanding that giving you something, whatever it is, and it, again, it could be popcorn <laughs> uh will make you feel better and make you register that you're thought of.
0: I think that people, when it comes to gift giving, I think people drop clues very often about something that would even just go, that would just say, Oh, they really saw me. So then it really doesn't even become about the fact that it's a gift giving. It really becomes about the fact that they feel seen. So just a tiny example I had a client who her dog was like sitting in on the call with us because it kept like walking across the desk and stuff. So when I sent her my normal like onboarding gift, which I do send to people, mm-hmm. uh, I included like a little dog toy in it. You know, that was like I said, you know, my dog loves this little toy and hopefully yours yours will too. Piper was the dog's name. So it's things like that. And people, like I said, like people make it very easy for you, you know, so pay attention and and it will go a long, long way. And you won't have to like be sitting there racking your brain thinking about what on earth to get this person.
1: I also want to toss out an idea that I, I can't verify whether this counts, but I, I feel like it's adjacent enough to this idea of gift giving. And it's something that I've done that, again, it, it contributes to this idea of feeling seen and understood feeling thought of is that the gift giving doesn't always have to be, I've purchased something and I'm giving it to you. But many times I will send, you know, memes or images or interesting articles or things like that where it's like, Ooh, i thought of you this is exactly what you said or this is something that will contribute to what you do and again it's that i thought of you and here's some information so maybe you're giving them information as a gift but i think i think it has a very similar approach and that's free i mean that's time and effort but you know you don't have to necessarily pay for it
0: oh i love that that's a great reminder yeah gifts don't have to cost money (laughs) right um, yeah. okay and so I think we have uh, physical touch and and quality more. time yeah, yeah. and you. so
1: I'll go quality time just because that that's the order uh, the standard order so quality time this is undivided attention and this is being truly present and I think this is probably one of the hardest in our distractible world right yeah this is the put the phone down silence it and sometimes this can be really great when you show them oh i'm silencing my phone i'm putting it away let's talk and and you set them up to understand conversely if you say okay we're going to we're going to talk or we're going to collaborate or we're going to do this thing and you're looking all over the place and and the notifications are going off and i mean i'm already Stressed and annoyed describing that situation. Yeah. And I'm sure you've been in it too, where it's like, oh, we're going to meet and we're going to talk and we're going to collaborate. And you can tell when someone is giving their undivided attention and when they're not. You can tell.
0: I had a client meeting before you and I sat down today and my computer made that little noise that I had something coming up on my calendar, which for me is like <laughs> like a trigger that I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, they're going to think I'm like getting a text message or distracted or whatever, you know, so... Hopefully, that was not the case for the woman on the other side because she could definitely hear it. But it's things like that. Like, oh, you know, just trying to remember to put my computer in do not disturb so that yeah. those things can't pop up on the screen during meetings. Like, that stuff really is a huge, huge value for me. So, if that is somebody's love language, like just even those little tiny things really, really do matter.
1: Yeah. And listen. <laughs> it's life and notifications happen, right? So you can certainly acknowledge it and say, oh, I didn't turn that one off, so sorry, hang on. All right, now, where were we? And I know that with my kids, for example, uh, I've often taught them that I do have to check something real quick or I have to shift or change something or adjust an alarm or whatever it is I'm doing. I say, give me a moment, please, and then you will have my full attention. Yeah. Um, also when we're talking about clients, the quality time part could be choosing instead of an email where you're like, Ooh, words, and I'm going to give them information. And I'm just going to like flood them with all the work that I've been doing and how much I, you know, just really appreciate them and, and want to do well for them. They may be, um, someone who needs a, Hey, would you like to hop on a 10 minute zoom call real quick, go over this. And that may Give them what they need. I think with clients, a lot of times, if you hit the right love language, it can be a very small effort on your part that calms them because, again, conversely, when they think, oh I, i'm they're not I'm not being seen, heard, respected. They can get edgy, and then you know when you're not in communication about that, everything can be misperceived it's like you're quiet because you're working so hard on their stuff and they think she's ignoring me
0: hmm
1: right so just understanding how they need to be communicated with and yeah again quality time might be um, the client where you do need to hop on a call or FaceTime or Google Meet or whatever just something where you're connecting with them and then it could even be five minutes and they will feel seen and calm and then you can go back to what you're doing
0: Do you know i really think i'm going to add do you know what your love language is into my client onboarding questionnaire
1: <laughs> yeah it's a good question i need to yeah. know what i'm in for um no, all right yeah go ahead i want to add one thing is that when you're talking to clients maybe you don't have to say love language but one of the questions i ask is how do you like you know to be communicated to you know what what works best for you i do know my external processors so now we're talking about like maybe extroverts who externally process sometimes they hey can i hop on a call real quick and talk it out with you is easier for them and It could also match up to quality time, so you can see how there's wonderful overlap in this. But asking them how they like to be communicated to, you know, what makes them feel like that they're not stressed about where we stand, you know, those are all good questions that I think feed into
0: this. Yeah, perfect. Um, I think we have to still touch on physical touch.
1: Yes, we do. Okay, so you know, we think about like hugs and kisses and stuff like that. <clears throat> to show uh to show love and that's very obvious and it tends to be romantic but uh but what you want to think about what this conveys is warmth and safety and soothing so that can be done especially if you're at a distance or if it's like client and like <laughs> inappropriate touch is not okay you yeah. know like consent always is ask extremely <laughs> important right however uh you think about physical touch in terms of, um, warmth and soothing that you can convey to them. And this might relate to a gift. It might relate to sending them some coffee. I'm using coffee again, you know, because that is warmth that is physical, uh, or something like, uh, you know, a stress ball, or maybe here's a, a great example, uh, with one of my kids uh a keychain that has like the the fluffy it was like a little cat and and like it had that sort of faux fur or whatever because um physical i want to say it's not just uh trying to think you got it's your fidget spinners and things like yeah. that yes tactile is the perfect word things that are tactile that might uh you know or or sending like uh, a cozy blanket or you know something of that nature yeah. um i've yeah. even given a gift of a weighted blanket and that's a great way to offer physical touch because it's like a hug in a blanket so there are different ways that you can get around this, uh, especially if it's a client or someone at a distance.
0: One I want to add, which I recently did a video on Instagram on, but um, one way to actually show physical touch in video, like Mm -hmm. virtually, is actually to use your hands. I mean, if it comes natural to you, like if if you're not a hand talker, don't try to like add it in where it doesn't belong. (laughs) But showing your hands on the screen or angling your camera in a way where people can see your hands if they're just going to be resting on your desk is a way to make a physical touch, uh, like give them that sense of warmth over even the screen. So I love that tip. And I am a hands talker, although sometimes I can like be a claw hands talker, you know, I, bring <laughs> I try the, not to because otherwise I'm the, smacking my mic. <laughs> um. Yes, when I'm podcasting, I don't do it as much. But I am a hands talker. And so I think that it, it, it is a good way to just show it. It also I've learned helps to build trust with people. So if people can see your hands, they tend to trust you more. So these are just like little, I mean, these are little things that we can start implementing and learning and they go a long way. So
1: I will add one more tiny little thing. And again, it goes along the lines of, oh, we wanted to give a gift, but you don't necessarily have to buy something. You could send an article or a meme or something like that. In the case of physical touch, especially people that I know are huggers or I know who could really use that. You know, maybe they're grieving or whatever. They're just having a rough day and I wish I could wrap them up in a big warm hug and I will send a gift that's like the, the little puppies offering a virtual hug or something like that. So it, it it helps them visualize what you can't necessarily do in person. And a lot of times someone will say, oh, I really, I felt that.
0: Now you have me thinking about puppies hugging me. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to come back. <laughs> just-
1: yeah, yeah. That was just, that was very distracting of me. But um, that's the whole point of love languages is it not, especially physical touch. It's supposed to be soothing and uh Yeah. Puppies hugging you is definitely that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Do you feel that there's any question around these that I didn't ask that you were like, oh, my God, I hope she would ask me that?
1: I think the efficiency part of it was really key. And the only thing that I would add is and I did an episode on this, as you said, was this idea of. Um, thinking about your love languages, and you need to kind of figure out yours first, then you figure out others. And while you're figuring out yours, you can make sure that you you do these for yourself as well. And that just keeping in mind that any relationship that we have, romantic or, you know, work-related, is a two-way street. So just, I guess it would be a reminder to you to, to ask for these things as well. If you need a hug, ask for the hug. If you have someone who can give you that love language, and also to understand if someone can't and then, you know, you find different ways. Or can you cuddle me with that blanket or you know whatever you need to do. Or it's, you know, um Asking, sometimes it's hard, right, when we're told not to brag and things like that. But words of affirmation, uh, this is where in business we ask for testimonials. Mm-hmm. And it's so important for us to have those. That's a great way or to reread them for us to, you know, experience and and fill ourselves back up with words of affirmation.
0: So it's things like that. I honestly want to say, I think that this has given me a major epiphany that I think words of affirmation is way lower than I thought for me. And I think quality time is just like my top, top, top. Like the more we've talked this through, I'm like, wow, even when we're talking about the self-care piece, I'm like, the most important thing for me is to have all the time to do my, like lots and lots of time to do my routine and my self-care. So I I hope that it it kind of shined that light for someone else listening, too. And they're like, wow, I thought it might be this, but it is definitely (laughs) this.
1: (laughs) So Yeah. Acts of service still for me. I mean, you know, it's nice that you tell me I'm doing a good job. But if you take care of something for me, I'll give you a smooch. I mean, unless you're not a physical touch person and then I won't. (laughs) But I'll give you another love language. I'll just really appreciate you. But you can see where the efficiency is in all of this, where the energy boost is in in all of this. And we're developing that that safety and trust in our relationships, which of course, is great for every kind of relationship is necessary, really, for the best kind of relationship. And when you're considering how you work in business, you want to work at your be at your best, right? Work at your best. and knowing what, fills you up and knowing what someone fills up someone else that you're working with and then you two being able to give that to each other sometimes by having to ask it's okay it's okay to have to ask for what you need you can't just expect people to know I tell people all the time by the way I'm like I am a questioner and I'm going to ask lots of questions so thank you ahead of time for indulging me so it'd be the same thing you could say you know my love language is uh you know uh Acts of service, so you know when when you show up and uh, and do this, I, maybe that's not to a client, but you get my the idea, right? That you're having a conversation with someone and you let them know what you need. That's a beautiful thing,
0: yeah, Lisa, thank you so much for being my guest. I'm now going to give you an act of service by letting you share how people can find and connect with you online so that they can love you as much as I do.
1: That is an act of service. And I love that you (laughs) offered it. Uh, Yes, I would love to connect with you. And uh, so here we are, you can go to the website, positivelyproductive.com, and find all the different ways to connect with me. Of course, you are listening to an amazing podcast, and you could pop on over to the Positively Living podcast and spend time with me there, and I'd be so honored if you did. And if you want to laugh even more than we did today, and I'm very sorry if I like blew out your audio with the laughter but this was so delightful Emily uh, come have fun with me and laugh over on Instagram positively underscore Lisa I would love it if you did
0: you will definitely find yourself laughing on Instagram with Lisa so okay thank you so much and I'm sure this will not be the last time that you are here
1: thank you Emily.